Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a new chats audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we're back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. And woo, this is a big one. Um, you know, the Jets have been quite busy, I would say, and I think all of uh, the NFL world would say over the past week or so, where Aaron Rodgers, they went to go visit him yesterday on Monday, or not Monday, that was actually Tuesday, um, in California, in Malibu, um, went out to dinner with him, and, you know, talked it up with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to backtrack to how we got here, but um, I want to give a quick reaction of... You know, I think, you know, what the Jets were thinking and what Rodgers is thinking um, as we enter a pretty crucial part into the week. Um, you know, it's it's Wednesday night when I'm recording this. I don't really expect any news tonight regarding the Rodgers front. Um, tomorrow, though, Thursday, um, I think we'll get more insight as we head towards the end of the week. I think ultimately something's going to get done on Friday. Um, you know, is that going to be Rodgers announcing that he is retiring? Is that going to be him announcing a trade to the Jets? There are a couple ways this can go, but I think those ways have dwindled down to only three, I would say, right? So most likely at this point, I think it's a trade to the Jets, right? I think that is what everyone's obviously hoping here on Jets Twitter, Jets Instagram, everywhere, that you see a Jets fan is hoping to get Aaron Rodgers, right? The Jets struck out on Derek Carr when he signed with the Saints um, earlier this week on Monday. And at this point, the Jets are just trying to, you know, try to get something done with the four-time MVP quarterback. You know, flying to California to meet Rodgers, you know, isn't, you shouldn't be taken lightly, right? They brought the whole brigade, right? They brought Sala, Woody Johnson, um, Joe Douglas, Jaime Elhai, the team president, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was there as well. You know, all these guys go, they go to his Malibu home, they go out to dinner. You know, I think they're trying to get it, you know, trying to gauge his interest in a trade and a potential um, pairing here in New York. And I think the Jets would be wise to try to get this done sooner, obviously, rather than later, because free agency opens up on Monday, technically here. Um, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, ultimately Wednesday is the day that the league year uh, begins. But Monday is the free agent tampering period where you can negotiate with free agents and ultimately agree to terms. Um, but the Jets are trying to get something done before then, and you can't really blame them, right? I think they wanted to get something done last week if they were the Jets probably, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I think they're waiting on Rodgers now. And, you know, I'm ex- really expecting news at any moment. I say tomorrow is not, you know, um, you know, a time where they may get something done. I, I'm shooting more for Friday, but um, it could be tomorrow. It could be tonight, right? It could be in five minutes. No one really knows, and I think that's the crazy part about all this. Connor Hughes, you know, SNY said basically that the Jets building and the Jets, you know, everyone inside the Jets building is on complete lockdown, right? They, they're they're not letting any information out. They want to keep this top secret. They want to keep this completely in a house. And, you know, you've seen this from Joe Douglas in the past and past in his regime. I think he he's he's a guy who doesn't let a lot out. He's a guy who doesn't like leaks. He's a guy who likes to keep a lot of things in house. You can't blame him, right? I mean, that's the way the NFL is. You you try to keep as many things in house as possible so they don't leak. They don't um, cause you to give up any leverage on potential deals or potential um, signings or anything like that. But I think at this point um, in the process, the Jets are trying to keep this completely under wraps because they don't want Aaron Rodgers you know, spooked. They don't want him to um, realize that this got out and that people are reacting to it negatively. I think Rodgers is very in tune with the media and in tune with people's reactions about him. Um, and I think he wants to keep that um, kind of hush-hush. So I think the Jets are trying to do the same here. 
you know, I saw today a video, TMZ following the Jets around the Jets brass around Malibu, and I was just, it's it's funny because, you know, you don't see this kind of stuff anymore. Uh, maybe in the Rex Ryan days you saw some of it, but, you know, this regime, Adam Gase, Todd Bowles, you really never saw any of this publicity. Um, but when you're trying to get a four-time MVP and Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old, you're going to get it. So, I mean, the Jets are doing their due diligence there 100%, and there's a lot more to the story that I'm going to get into Um as we, you know, continue throughout this episode. And um, I just wanted to take a quick break. I really appreciate all the support, you know, on the Instagram, on the Twitter. Um, it's a crucial part in the Jets offseason here. It's a crucial part in their franchise, um, especially trying to acquire a guy like Rogers and, you know, the free agent class that's coming up. I want to preview more of the free agent class next week on Wednesday. Um, I know the Jets are probably going to have a few signings in by them, but I think that'll be a good time to recap those signings and try to get a better preview on who else is still on the market by Wednesday by Wednesday night um, of next week, and I think it's going to be really intriguing to see who the Jets can scoop up in this upcoming free agency class. You know, there's a couple of positions that they could look at, you know, on the offensive line, at safety, at linebacker, who are the Jets going to re-sign. Um, you know, again, there are a few ways they can go in terms of free agency, and, you know, the draft is also coming up in April pretty quickly, right? You kind of take a rocket ship after free agency and go right to the draft, so I think it's going to be... Um, you know, an interesting time, a great time to be a Jets fan here, especially if they can, you know, get a guy like Rodgers on board. It'll just attract those free agents more towards the Jets, right? I mean, it it can't hurt, right? You're 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 paying Aaron Rodgers his total of fifty nine million dollars over a four year spread, right? So I believe there's going to be a couple void years on the Rodgers contract if you're signing him, right? If you're trading for him, and I think. Um, you know, it's not a bad thing, obviously, right? The Jets are trying to spread this cap out. They're not trying to pay him all $59 million in year one, obviously. Um, speaking of year one here, if the Jets were to trade for him, his 2023 cap hit would be $15 million. That's per Albert Pierre per over the cap. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, the Jets would be crazy uh, not not to bring a guy like Rogers on board, especially already, you know, negotiating with him and getting a sense of where he's at. Mentally, is he... You know, does he want to play? Does he want to move to New York? Does he want to put in the work um, on a brand new team? He's obviously played for the Packers ever since he got drafted in 2005. But, you know, is he a kind of guy to make this switch this late in his career? Is he comfortable playing with a guy like Garrett Wilson? Is he comfortable playing with a guy like Brees Hall coming back from injury? Is he going to be able to build up rapport with those guys? You know, the offensive line. There's a lot of factors, right? And I think that's why it's taking so long. I think Rodgers is really mulling this one over. And the fact that nothing has really came out on his side is not surprising. He's Aaron Rodgers. And even Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter really come out and say, yeah, we don't have any idea what he's thinking. We don't have any idea what he's thinking without actually saying it because they're reporters. It's their job to find out what he's thinking. Um, But they can't because he's keeping it completely under wraps. And um, I think the Jets are doing a really good job at not leaking anything. And I think Diana Rossini of ESPN has really been on top of it, honestly, the most you could. Um, and obviously, Trey Wingo, who broke the report that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets first spoke on Monday um, of this past week. So a lot has transpired since last episode. So I'm trying to get it all under this uh, one roof, one episode roof here um, before we log off. But, um, you know, they're... they're there are more than just the negotiations that happened on Tuesday, right? That, that's what I wanted to get into, right? The Jets had to talk with the Packers first to get permission to speak with Aaron Rodgers so it's not under tampering. The Packers obviously did not file a tampering charge here. Um, they, they gave permission to the Jets. And, you know, Mike Garofalo on NFL Network had an interesting line. He said, you know, Aaron Rodgers wanted to talk to the Jets. I'm not sure if that was a slip. I'm not sure if he meant to say that. But if that's really true, if Aaron Rodgers wanted to talk to the Jets and the Jets didn't um, reach out to Rodgers first, 
that's pretty big. Um, that, that's that's pretty um, significant, and I think that's where also Rogers is trying to do his due diligence and saying like, okay, let's see what the Jets have to offer here because I'm really between retiring or returning to the Packers. Um, and I think that latter option is dwindling as we go on, right? I think the Packers are becoming lesser and lesser of an option. As they've come out pretty publicly, um, their GM and said, yeah, um, you know, it's, it's ultimately up to Aaron Rodgers, but we're probably ready to move on to Jordan Love. And I think that's the sense that most NFL media and NFL insiders have gotten over the past couple of weeks is that um, the Packers are kind of done with Rodgers and they kind of want to move on to Jordan Love, whose fifth year option is up next year. And I think it would behoove the Packers to try to get off of Aaron Rodgers as soon as possible. And what effect does that have on Rodgers' trade value? What effect does that have on the Packers, you know, willing to eat some of his cap, some of his cap um, for the upcoming years? Are the Jets going to be paying all the $59 million to him over the next four years? You know, are they going to be trading a second-round pick, a conditional first, and more? A lot of questions to be answered, and I think it's... It's almost that time to get them answered. Um, we're expecting an answer this week, right, from Rogers before free agency hits on Mar- uh, you know, Monday, uh, March 13th. But it it's always interesting. This time of year, especially if the Jets are in the quarterback hunt like they seem to be every other year, um, this is obviously a bit of... You know, more tuned up. They're in the veteran market. They're not going to draft a quarterback unless you know unforeseen circumstances happen where they really can't get Rodgers, Garoppolo, or any of the other quarterbacks that are on the market um, that are worth more than forty million dollars. I would say because I don't want to bring in a Gardner Mitchell or Baker Mayfield for the twenty twenty four season or twenty twenty three season. Um, I want to keep it to Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, or uh, or Jimmy Garoppolo level. I guess for now uh, until doomsday hits, but. Speaking of Lamar, um, we'll get into some of his non-exclusive franchise tag and what that means for the Jets and why the Jets could possibly be interested in here moving forward. Um, so Lamar, on Wednesday or Tuesday, I should say, um, got hit with the non-exclusive franchise tag. So that means that teams can now bid on Lamar. They could place an offer sheet on him, um, including a price tag and two first-round picks that the Ravens would have to offer for Lamar's stay in Baltimore. So the Jets, obviously not named as one of the teams that are not interested in Lamar, but there were a plethora of teams that came out publicly and said, yeah, we're not too interested in getting this guy. We're not interested in likely paying him all that guaranteed money. While I understand the guarantees, I don't understand not wanting to pursue a former MVP quarterback at 26 years old, but that is beside me. Um... The Jets, though, are not on the list of potential um, non-suitors for Lamar, so they're still out there. They'll, they're still probably lingering if Rodgers falls through, right? If the Rodgers deal doesn't come to fruition, the Jets would likely pivot to either Lamar Jackson or a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo in free agency, who I'm not too much of a fan of because I, I'm not fond of paying him over $60 million, and I am not fond of getting 12-game Jimmy for 2023. So I think a guy like Lamar Jackson, who... I've seen the injury history. Um, It's really just this past year, I think, with the ankle sprain that is throwing people off guard. I think Lamar is an electric, electric quarterback who can 100%, you know, send your team to the playoffs and beyond, right? I think he can compete in the playoffs at a very high level, and he would, you know, give this team everything they really need on offense to compete for the foreseeable future. And I think the Ravens would be, I mean, I think the Ravens are foolish, honestly, for placing the non-exclusive on him even if they're trying to get a gauge for what the market is for him and try to sign him to whatever gets placed on him. But at the same time, he's your franchise quarterback. They couldn't get a deal done at the end of the day. And I think Lamar, I'm just guessing here, but I think he would have been fine with probably 80% in guarantees. And I'm not sure what the final offer the Ravens um, put up before they gave him this non-exclusive, but it 
probably wasn't around there, I would guess. So if the Jets came out and said, okay, listen, we're going to give you a deal worth $250 million, but we're going to make $200 million of that guaranteed, I think Lamar would take that in a heartbeat. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of just spitballing here, but I think Lamar would take that. Um, will the Jets get to that point? That's yet to be seen. If they can get Aaron Rodgers, then that all that is off the table, and they've got their quarterback for at least one year. If that does fall through, then you start talking about, you know, potential other options here, you know, including Lamar, Jimmy G, uh, other veteran options on the trade market that may be available in Matthew Stafford. Is that an option? You know, I don't really want to get into too much like, you know, that right now. I kind of want to stay on Rodgers and where we're at with the whole sweepstakes there. But that's my update. That's what we have so far at Wednesday night. So um, as we move forward into the week, we'll likely learn more about Rodgers' intentions for 2023 and beyond. Um, but for right now, I think it's the Jets and us fans sitting in the dark and just waiting for his decision. And, you know, I wish the national media kind of had more on this, but we're here. Um, we're waiting for any kind of update on Twitter, any kind of update through any kind of news outlet that has any sort of scoop on Rodgers. So we'll just wait and see what that holds but with that that's a 13 minute episode and that is me signing off here i really appreciate everyone tuning into the game plan podcast make sure you follow my instagram at new jets game plan twitter at new jets game plan and make sure you you know keep up with all the podcast episodes and you know posts on instagram twitter and all that good stuff so i appreciate you tuning in and i will see you next week for hopefully an answer qb